This is Design Like City. I'm Aaron. And after a three-month quarantine-fueled hiatus, we're back with an episode to promote supporting local business here in Salt Lake City. For this episode, I jumped on a call with Peter Mikowski from the city's Economic Development Department to get his take on the impacts COVID-19 is having on local business and how we can collectively pull through it. Uh, so this is definitely a divergence from our usual format, interviewing designers and such. But in my mind, design and business are kind of inextricably linked. And with everything that's going on this year, now seems like a good time for us to give some attention to revitalizing our community connections and coming together to really support one another. So from the beginning, this podcast was built with a mission to foster community here in Salt Lake City specifically. And I feel like local business really is the lifeblood of a community like ours. The restaurants, the shops, the bars owned and operated by our friends and our family members and our neighbors. These businesses are such a big part of what makes a city unique and gives it character and identity. And right now, they need our support, um, especially kind of going into the summer months when the stimulus checks have come and gone. They need our help. At the time of this recording, the city still hasn't quite entered the yellow low risk phase of the state's um, health guidance plan. And so with kind of a moderate level of health risk still out there, uh, we have to kind of continue being creative about how we patronize our favorite local businesses. A few ideas, buying gift cards, still one of my favorite ideas, and I've personally done this a lot. Um, ordering takeout and delivery from your favorite restaurants and tipping big is still a really great idea. Um, taking the time to write positive reviews and social media shout outs for your local favorites um, or even just making donations like monetary donations or um, donations of professional consultation, I think is a cool idea, especially for you designers out there who might be able to donate a little design work um, as a tangible gift of support. So yeah, these are just a few ideas and Peter and I discuss in more detail in his interview. But basically the theme is, please, if you can, make the effort to support local businesses here in the community uh, this summer and beyond. Um, yeah, so thanks again to Peter Mikowski for joining me to discuss our predicament and some solutions the city is engaged in. Here's that interview. Hey, Peter, do you want to start by introducing yourself? Yes. My name is Peter Mikowski. I'm the acting director of the Business Development Division for Salt Lake City uh, Department of Economic Development. And um, what what are like the primary, I guess, functions of the Economic Development Department? Like, what do you guys what do you guys get into like on a daily basis? So our department is three divisions. Uh, we have the Redevelopment Agency, which is the real estate and placemaking arm of the city. Okay. Uh, the Arts Council. Uh, so all, you know, public art projects, uh, anything, uh, uh, events and, and sorts around the arts. 
and then the business development division, which works with uh, businesses in the city, helping them grow, expand, and be prosperous. Okay. So our, our primary function uh, in business development is uh, to work with businesses within the city and businesses looking to come to the city uh, and help attract them, uh, and then basically assist them as best we can with uh, whatever their needs are, uh, whether that's real estate, uh, workforce development, uh, marketing, uh, expansion, uh, things of that sort. So mm. uh, we work with basically our motto is businesses are our clients. So uh, if you're a business in Salt Lake City, our office is your kind of like your single point of contact. That's cool. Um, and then, so, you know, obviously we are going through a pandemic right now um, and it's been a hindrance to business in the city and business, I would think, all over the world. So what, um, how have you guys been kind of dealing with it? Like, what, what were the steps, I guess, like if we if we worked back three, three months ago when you saw the, the onset of like, um, you know, businesses having to close, what 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 was the reaction of, of the city and your department? So when the mayor declared uh, declared a city state of emergency, uh, I believe that was March 10th. Uh, we immediately went home and started working remote uh, on March 13th. Um, we quickly realized that um, with uh, the shutdowns that small business and businesses in general were going to be heavily affected. Uh, so we immediately uh, went into action uh, to start to create basically s any product solutions that we could think of that could help to support small business. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. as this thing was happening, and uh, when that was going on, we there was there was no you know state funding programs, no federal funding programs. There wasn't anything in place uh, to help small business. So we immediately right. surveyed. We created a survey and we surveyed our business community to figure out you know, who's being most affected uh, on the onset. And it really was our small business community, especially restaurants, bars, retail, event-type businesses, arts, uh, nonprofits, you know, just probably our most vulnerable uh, in, the, in, in the small business community. So we immediately uh, uh, created an uh, emergency loan program, literally in a matter of days. <laughs> City Council uh, 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 allocated a million dollars to the oh, wow. effort, and uh, we were able to fund uh, 52 businesses um, uh, by, I think we got the last checks out by the beginning of April. Wow. Um, and and was, was it like majority restaurants or what, what was kind of like the, the breakdown of the types of businesses you guys were helping out? So we definitely targeted those, those uh, businesses that I mentioned um, as priority. Mm. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that we were re reaching the west side neighborhoods of Salt Lake, which are typically, which typically have a, a difficult, more difficult time accessing resources. So mm. we dedicated 25% of our of that million dollars to businesses typically west of I-15. Mm. So uh, the, the problem was we, you know, obviously if we had time, we would have done uh, uh, all the community outreach and stakeholder engagement and making sure that the program was reaching everybody, especially those most hard hit, but we, we just didn't have time, really. Uh, we wanted to get this out as fast as we could, and as we were building it, um, obviously the, the federal government was starting to, to put their programs together, 
the state was putting their programs together. So we really viewed it as a bridge, yeah. you know, between those programs so they could get that immediate help on the onset. So then once the federal government came in and once the state came in to help, uh, it, we could basically stem the tide uh, until that point. So that's cool. We, we didn't have a whole lot to work with. It was really, it was really sad. Uh, <laughs> we, we received it. Because you had to turn over. people down or... Yeah, we we received over thirteen million dollars in requests and only had a million dollars. So yeah, wow. it was a uh, it was a uh, it was very uh, uh, very eye opening and mm. and uh, and just definitely sh- showed the the need uh, that, right. that was com- that was coming. And it, uh, are, are you in the you and the city looking at doing like for you know future rounds of of distribution? Or like we funding? we we're waiting to see if additional funding comes. So far, uh, it has not. Uh, I think that um, we've been leaning on the state and the federal government for assistance, which has come now, and everyone, for the most part, has had access to. Um, But then again, there's still those that didn't get access to any of that funding, especially Mm -hmm. our sole proprietors, um, and uh, specifically, you know, in the arts community, and, and then obviously just as, you know, really small, you know, one one man shops, one woman shops. Um, sometimes you know they some of them had had a difficult time accessing resources. So we're we're continuing to look at that and mm. uh, continuing to create uh, programs and and products that uh, we can, we can use to start helping those people too. What are like some of the the, the programs that you guys have in the works. I mean, I think um, you know, an infusion of cash is seems really helpful as far as like keeping keeping people alive, alive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are, are, are you guys like seeing other ways, like um, you know, communications and marketing wise, and, and um, community outreach? Other 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 kind of like methods you guys are looking at? Yeah, so definitely the financial piece. Um, we're looking at a. A micro loan program uh, specifically for minority-owned businesses and artists, um, giving them uh, access uh, to to some inexpensive uh, 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 debt programs uh, that can help them uh, while we're kind of getting through this. Uh, we're also putting together a construction mitigation program for small businesses because we're we're still seeing a lot of construction happen downtown, <laughs> uh, and before COVID hit, that was. That was definitely a main focus of us, and we know that this construction is going to continue, and the businesses are going to be affected by that. So um, we will have a program for for, for them. And then cool. uh, we've been doing a, a lot of stakeholder engagement. We've been hosting uh, multiple roundtables uh, with the small business community, uh, really to keep our ear to the ground and making sure that we're being responsive to what's happening, and that we're looking forward um, as we move into you know uh, stabilization and then hopefully recovery. So lots of stakeholder engagement, lots of community engagement. Um, we uh, and a, a lot of it has been focused on the underserved and those that that haven't been able to access funding. So mm-hmm. uh, we're we're working with small businesses right now uh, internally. I mean the city has done a lot. We wait. Many di- divisions have waived fees. Like business licensing, for instance, um, and, and others uh, to help alleviate, you know, some of those costs uh, that that uh, aren't necessarily crucial at the moment. 
mm. uh, but they can provide cash flow for businesses. Um, we're working internally at policy, um, especially for restaurants and bars, um, being allowed to expand their seating uh, into one into their privately owned parking lots, and then uh, hopefully, uh, and we're moving towards looking at options at expanding and or allowing businesses to expand into the public right of way onto sidewalks. Oh, cool. um, so uh, allowing them to to seat more customers. Uh, because uh, expand their dining rooms. At, at the moment, like building codes and city city ordinances might not let um, businesses set up tables wherever they want in their parking Correct. lots in the street. So, you, right. so, so there has to be like some like uh, the city has to vote or the city council has to enact some laws to make that possible. There is a public process, and we're moving through it as fast as we can. And um, really, you know, uh, it's. It's uh, positions as COVID, you know, related response. So um, it's temporary, you know, obviously um, until, uh, you know, we're in recovery and things start getting a little, you know, a little bit more back to normal. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's changing city ordinances and policies to allow businesses to operate uh, uh, at greater capacity during, you know, considering the conditions. So, mm. yeah, we're just really just looking at ways to let them expand their dining rooms and serve more customers. That's interesting. Um, and it, it makes you wonder, you know, how long will businesses have to, um, you know, have to maintain those social distances for um, for their customers, right? Yeah. And, I and so does, I, was, I was just going to say, so, so does that mean, you know, we're going to be, some of these changes we're going to be seeing would be like more permanent, you know, like street street closures or partial street closures or like, you know, parking lot, you know, taking up parking lot spaces to, to see people. I wonder how many of those would be would be permanent. Yeah, I think we'll see. Um, I, I don't think we have a clear view of what normal looks like or what normal will look like and when it will come. Right. So, yeah, most, most likely these policies will be in place as we kind of move through it. And it's going to be fluid and we'll be changing things as we go in response, you know, because as more openings happen and more people start to go out, um, we need to make sure that we're reacting to, you know, the 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 environment and, and what's happening, you know, and, and the needs of businesses, but also making sure that we're keeping the public safe and that people are operating in a safe manner and that we're continuing to do our work to social distance and wear our masks in public and, and try to flatten Salt Lake City's curve as fast as we can. So it seems like the, the economic development department's kind of doing a lot. You know, there are a lot of initiatives and, you know, the influx of cash is really helpful. And what are you guys recommending to the average citizen that wants to kind of go back to supporting local business or keeping some of our favorite local businesses alive? So uh, the, at the point we're at now, and right now we're in orange, and hopefully moving to yellow, uh, which is expanded service here, um, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Uh, but for now, um, businesses are open um, and, and, and are operating as best they can. I would just encourage people, you know, to, if they are, if they, if they you know, do want to help support small business to go out and, and, and shop and, you know, uh, uh, patronize these businesses, obviously being very safe. Um, if leaving the house isn't an option, um, then definitely make sure that you 
set some, you know, set some meals aside to make sure that you're supporting a small business and, and ordering, uh, you know, either curbside pickup or delivery. Um, a lot of retail businesses have set up websites. So uh, they've, I think this is, this situation has really given them an opportunity to beef up their e-commerce presence. Right. So, yeah. I think that, um, yeah. We, we've been buying all of our, you know, uh, birthday gifts for friends that have, you know, happened in the past couple of months from, from our favorite design shop, um, Dara Modern. They, they did that exactly. Like set up a local shop. It's really great. And they'll, they'll even like hand deliver it to us. So that's, yeah. that's a good example. And people are getting really creative. Um, in fact, I, I saw a really, uh, my favorite example so far was actually very early when this was, uh, when the uh, stay at home orders were, were kind of in uh, more earlier in place. I think this was probably uh, mid uh, April. Uh, I went to a petting zoo uh, in North Salt Lake. Huh. Um, uh, the name is, the name escapes me. I, I didn't uh, even know a petting zoo existed. <laughs> yeah, they, they have it's on uh, right about 2200 west and uh it's uh, uh just a petting zoo and uh yeah. normally, you know, that's kind of a business that you don't think would be able to operate, you know, during covid. Right. Um this you know, people, you know, petting animals and being around each other and it's just a, it would be not 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 the best situation. So what they did was they turned it into a drive-through. So they they, re, they redesigned their yard and the, where the animals are, so you could drive through. Uh, they had they set up an online website, so when you get there, you buy a ticket and they scan it, and they let you in, and then you drive through, and then they have a live stream uh, that you can uh, just pull up on your phone and it narrates as you uh, as you take as you drive the oh that's the right, and you get to see you know uh, all kinds of barnyard animals, baby goats, cows, the whole the whole thing and. It was really cool to see a rural business um, uh, adapt uh, mm. to the situation so quickly. And I, there was a line to get in this place. <laughs> it was it, it was great. And and then and and again, it's a rural business. This is not a you know a, a restaurant downtown or you know yeah a boutique shop. This is a, a rural business that actually responded very quickly and uh, yeah. came up with a really really cool solution. Well, I love how um, the the pivot, you know, like how creative the pivot was, and maybe forced them to do something more creative than than they normally would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think it's forced this whole thing is forced business owners to get very creative and start thinking about their businesses and how they how they operate and uh, figuring out ways to operate under these conditions. And it's been a lot of hard work. I mean, not only yeah. are they you know losing money and and um, there's the stress and anxiety of that trying to keep their businesses afloat, but also innovating and right. uh, creating solutions. So it's they, our business community has just been amazing um, yeah. and, and so strong and resilient. It's it's really encouraging and uh, uh, inspiring to see. And, and, and um, yeah, you can kind of see like who, you know, who, who's out there being resilient, you know, and there's like some soul searching that I think is happening and we all, for, for all of us, you know, not, not just businesses, mm-hmm. but. Um, that's interesting. So you can kind of like, un, you know, unearth the soul of your business and, you know, kind of find that strength to keep you going through this. Yeah. And I, I think it's Utah has always been a very resilient state. And um, uh, I think that uh, if you look at, if you look at the numbers and things that are happening nationwide, we're doing really well as a state um, mm. in our response. And I would just, 
just encourage everyone to keep distancing, keep wearing your mask, you know, but keep, keep, you know, keep patronizing these businesses and, right. you know, go out and get a bite to eat, you know, every once in a while or go grab a drink, you know, with your partner or uh, uh, go shopping at your favorite store, um, uh, obviously while being safe. But, man, it just means the world to these people. And it's not only you know, for them, not only keeping their businesses afloat, but a lot of times their lives, you know, their, this is right. their livelihood. And uh, they have they all they have families too, and mortgages and all of those things. So, um, the more you can do that, the better. And uh, and man, tip your tip your tip your servers. <laughs> yeah, tip them totally. tip them tip tip them well. I've I've <laughs> been over tipping too. As have I, like crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, here's a tip for when I would have come last month, and I'm just gonna. You know. <laughs> I've been paying my barber. I've been giving myself haircuts. But every time I give wow. myself a haircut, I send my barber <laughs> what I would have, like, you know, that's right. like what I would have paid him to cut my hair. So I'm like, sorry, dude, can't come, can't, I'm not going to let you cut my hair, but I'll pay yeah. for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you'll deserve a really good one when, when the time comes. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a freebie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this has been really awesome to catch up with you, Peter, and um, kind of hear you know hear about the inner works and inner workings of the economic development department. I've been really curious and just seeing seeing you guys like um, kind of be really responsive like days into the you know quarantine stay at home orders. I was I was really intrigued by what you guys were doing, so it was cool to kind of hear hear it from your um, from your mouth, you know, like what you guys are up to. And um, generally, just thanks for like helping me um, try to plug su- supporting local business. Um, that's kind of that was kind of the goal of, of uh, you know doing this recording, and we'll keep doing that. Um, but okay, uh, yeah, please. before we break, did you have, did you have something you wanted to add? Oh no, just wanted to thank you for the opportunity, yeah. and um, yeah, make sure that if if you know there are small businesses out there listening to this and they're in need of resources, to contact our department. Our website is www dot slc dot gov slash ed as an economic development and uh we have uh, a list of resources and uh and you can feel free to contact us if you have any questions or uh need of any help cool yeah and i'll, I'll post those um those links on the uh, on the uh podcast episode liner notes so yeah okay. i'll be there uh, on the page, on the web page. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Peter. Let's, let's catch up again soon. Agreed. Thanks, man. Thanks.